What is up? It's your host, Alicia, and you're here for a good time. And so am I. Could you imagine if I used that line the moment I showed up to a guy's house for like a one night stand? Epic. <laughs> Hello, and welcome back to Here for a Good Time. We are giving a little life update along with a few other musings that have been on my mind recently. So I'm really excited for this episode. And let's just kind of dive right into it. So if you're following me on my personal social at Alicia Kumar, if you're not, please fucking do. Um, you might've seen on my stories that I recently got my IUD taken out and it was a, I'm going to say it was an easy choice, but I also had a few concerns just because I didn't know what this was going to look like in terms of me protecting myself. (laughs) So yeah, that went really well though. I also haven't gotten so many messages in regards to really anything on my stories ever as I did with that IUD story. Just people really excited that they took theirs out. Also had a few women saying that they actually want to get one because they always forget to take their birth control and like what my experience with the IUD was. Um, And I feel like I didn't really have any like really wild symptoms of just things happening because I mean, everybody's body is so different, right? But the one thing that really messed me up was since I got it in, I had gained about 70 pounds, which is crazy because I look at like when that started and it was literally probably I would say like three or four months after I got my IUD. And 70 pounds is a lot. Like I feel like that's like, a mini child. And so, um, yeah, the weight gain just wouldn't stop until I would say maybe like a year ago or so, maybe a little more than a year. Um, and then I just like plateaued, like no matter what I did in the gym, no matter what I ate, it was a fucking mess. And so I couldn't figure out what it was, um, until I figured out it was my hormones. So we decided to, we as me, um, get rid of the IUD and figure out, okay, what is this going to look like in terms of tracking kind of what the changes are in my body? And, um, yeah. So the, I don't know if anybody listening has gotten one in, but I have a really high pain threshold, um, which I'm really glad about, (laughs) but getting it in wasn't that bad. There was like a bit of a cramp moment. Um, and then getting it taken out was super easy. I think it took like maybe two minutes. It was one of those things where something happens and you're like, Oh, that was it. And so, yeah, it was a little cough and tug, um, situation. So she's gone. Um, since then I have had like, I would say minimal like spotting, but okay. But on Monday night at like 3 a.m., my cramps were wild, like next level wild. I woke up and for about an hour, it just felt like somebody was in my stomach, like twisting it. And I was like, what is going on? Um, I was told that cramps and like some light bleeding is super normal because um, your body is just finally getting rid of this thing. And Yeah. So that has been me recently, um, waking up totally on my own at the same time every single morning without an alarm. So I'm not like overly tired or anything like that. Um, 
yeah, that is that. Um, why did I get, try and take it out or why did, I did not try and take it out myself. Fuck that. Um, but why did, did I choose to get it taken out? I feel like I just needed to balance everything in my body. I, my body was just kind of like, Hey, something foreign is in here. We need to get rid of it. And I need you to get rid of it right now. I think one thing that I've listened to, mind you, I am a, what do you call those things? A hypochondriac. So I always think something's wrong with me. But this was one time where I was just kind of like, you know what, I'm just going to listen to my body and myself for once and just get it taken out. What's the worst that could happen? I mean, I could get pregnant, but eh, that's another story. Um, so yeah, no, we're not trying to have a here for a time baby anytime soon. That isn't the plan or anything like that in the works. Um, speaking of plan B, our bestie. Um, Speaking of just like contraceptives and like being safe in general, please be safe. Like I cannot stress that enough because we're going to go into this a little bit right after, but the last thing you need is like some sort of STD or I mean, in my case, a baby, I do not want a baby, especially right now. Um, being where I am in life, it's just, it's not the fucking vibe. Okay. So be fucking safe. Okay. That's the best big sister advice I could ever give to you is be safe. Um, speaking of being safe, know who you're sleeping with. Okay. So that kind of leads me into sneaky links, friends with benefits, because your girl is super single and we're like really, really happy single by the way. Okay. Like we are loving this single life. Um, but activate friends with benefits kind of sneaky like it's almost like a marriage between both because like I don't want anybody to know like who what where when how um but like I still want to be able to hang out with him and like not keep him on the down low I mean I'm not going to be fucking posting him on Instagram stories or anything anytime soon but um he's a good time so that being said I think there's definitely rules when it comes to having a friends with benefits or sneaky link or something right in between, whatever you call that. Um, but let's kind of go through that because, and what is a sneaky link? Sneaky link is like, I feel like somebody you would have that you just don't want anybody to know. And it could be because you're in a relationship. I do not condone this. It has happened to me. Don't just break up with a person. Okay. Just don't fucking do that. But it's like somebody you keep, um, really on the down low, like nobody can know. I always see people posting like things on TikTok and being like, oh my gosh, my sneaky link and this and that. And I'm like, mm, you just showed like his tattoos and tattoos are just a dead giveaway for who the fuck it is. So rule number one, um, don't fucking post them on social. I don't think any of like their body parts or, um, their, just even being with them, don't fucking post them on social. Like, I think that's the biggest thing when it comes to, you know, friends with benefits or sneaky links is we get it. You want to be sneaky and like not tell everybody, but you're also doing this whole, like, you know, bait thing where you're like wanting people to ask you like, Oh my God, who is it? Like, no, if a sneaky link is a sneaky link, it stays a sneaky link and you better be sneaky about it. So don't post them on social. Um, and keep it fucking private. I mean, I feel like if it's a friends with benefits, like situationship sort of thing, then maybe, okay, maybe, 
I don't know how I feel about that now. <laughs> I'm like, would I post on social? <laughs> no, because I feel like he has a really crazy ex who would find me and like just kill me. Maybe not kill me, but I feel like she would come and destroy me. Anyways, um, but yeah, sneaky link is a link up and it's super private. So keep it at that. Um, rule number two, speaking of like situationships, don't go into anything like friends with benefits or sneaky links, um, expecting that it will turn into a relationship or something down the road. I know we fucking hear these stories all the time everywhere, but if there is one thing I've taken away from, you know, doing the single girl summer thing, um, a couple summers ago is make sure there's literally no expectations or the expectations are clear. Actually, you need a merit, like you need both. Okay. So don't go into it expecting like, this is going to turn into this like big fairy tale and whatever else, but at the same time have expectations set out. So make sure there's boundaries. And I guess that kind of leads to you know, rule number three, making sure that expectations and boundaries are set in place. So if this is something where you're like, Hey, we're going to be like exclusively doing this, especially in the friends with benefits realm, um, make sure you're exclusively, exclusively doing that. And you know, those boundaries are set really clear. Nobody can read anybody's mind. My not last ex, but the ex before that reminded me of that every fucking day. Um, cause I would do things and I'd be like, Oh my gosh, why didn't he do this? Or why didn't he say it? And he's like, well, I can't fucking read your mind. And so that's one thing I've learned is nobody's reading anybody's mind. Make sure that everything is super clear from the get go of like, Hey, this is like where I'm at. And this is what I'm looking for. This is all I can, you know, give space for to you right now. So is that okay with you? And I think that way you just avoid anybody like getting hurt. I do feel like friends with benefits though. And that like situation shit situation <laughs> shit there we go is um <laughs> it does it like muddies the water of you know these expectations because I think there is a bit of like people kind of expecting things but if you have those boundaries from the get-go and I'm not saying it can't turn into something but I'm also not going to sit here and like give you hope that it's going to turn into something so just set those fucking boundaries and have zero expectations um, and that goes into number four, don't catch feelings. Okay. Oh, the amount of times I have, I mean, I've done it myself, but the amount of times I've heard other people being like, oh fuck, like I went into this, you know, thinking A, B, and C, and then I end up catching feelings. Well, that means you're doing too much. Okay. You're doing too much in the friends with benefits realm, like maybe you're hanging out more and doing whatever. If that's the case, redefine what the relationship is and figure it out from there. Don't catch feelings in going into something and being like, okay, this is where I'm at. And then he or she being like, hey, this is also where I'm at. So like, please don't get caught up in everything else. And I think that being said, there also might be other people involved. So making sure that you're really clear with knowing that and being okay with it or speaking up and being like, Hey, I'm actually not okay with that. Like, can you not? Um, but I think at the end of it all, like you have to treat a friends with benefits or a sneaky link as a side dish. Okay. They're not the main repeat after me. 
Sneaky Link, Friends with Benefits are a side dish. They are not the main. Okay, they're not the main course. This isn't, I'm not telling you that they're not going to be here forever once again, but I'm also not feeding into this like, oh my gosh, just hold out hope and they'll come around and stuff like that. No, I think most people go into these situations though, knowing that like it's only that and that is okay. But also going back to expectations, start asking yourself like, oh my gosh, are we hanging out too long that I am having this guy or girl um, do things that a possible like potential boyfriend or girlfriend would? Because I feel like if it gets to a point where like too long is just making you go down this like road of questioning, oh my gosh, what is this? Pull the fuck away. Okay. That is not, that's not it. Unless you both want it. I feel like ugh, communication is so important, regardless of whether it is with a friends with benefit or a sneaky link or just any relationship in general. Communication is so fucking important. Just kind of bringing it back home because it is okay to have a friends with benefits. We are in 2023. You're allowed to do that. You're allowed to have sneaky links, whatever you want. Don't go into it hoping that you two will be a thing, okay? Immediately, no. I've seen what I needed to see. Immediately, no. Um, I think it's also so weird because I think at this age too, and like I'm 33 now, I also need to feel like some sort of connection with anybody that I'm sleeping with. And so I tend to be like really picky. Um, but... Then I'm also like kind of in my head, like, oh, is this somebody that like, no, we're not going down that fucking road, Alicia. Absolutely the fuck not. Okay. So just going to go down the rules again. Um, make sure that there's expectations. There's clear communication. Don't fucking post them on social. No, do not do that. Um, don't catch feelings. And they are a side dish, not your main course. So that is that, um, the whole talk on like plan B and sneaky links and stuff reminded me that I need to fucking take one. Um, so yeah, here we are. I love how I just got my IUD taken out and I'm like, let's fucking be reckless. Love this for me. This is my life. These are the choices I make. And I think we just kind of have to be okay with them. Okay. Now. Rolling into Netflix, because I love a Netflix moment. Hello. Um, and we're not going to go on about Love is Blind, because what the fuck was that reunion? Um, I feel like anytime I start talking about it, I just get so mad inside. Um, but you also look at, like, the last, I think, three seasons, and it all just, just seems so forced. Like, the best season was the first one. That's it. I feel like anybody else on there is just on there for a cup clout now. And yeah, that's my thoughts on that. But Netflix, Indian matchmaking. So if you know me or if you're listening and you don't know me, my, um, I am South Asian, but my parents are not from India. They're actually from Fiji. And so we have been raised in a very, very Western chilled out world. Um, yeah, my parents have been amazing and have given us like so much freedom and are really relaxed and whatever else that when I see a show like Indian matchmaking, 
I am just so baffled, but I also have to remember that like, okay, this is like so normal to them. And for me, it's not because if my parents, if I asked my parents and I wanted an arranged marriage, they'd be like, absolutely the fuck not. Like you go fucking do this yourself because we know you like what you like and you have to go find that. We don't even know where the fuck you would find. We would find that for you. So go do that work on your own, which is what I'm doing now at 33. So here we are. Um, no, I'm not looking for anybody, but Indian matchmaking. I am kind of fucking pissed that this is a thing in a sense where like the auntie Seema goes into these meetings and she'll be like, okay, what's your criteria? And these people will be like, oh, I'm looking for this, this, and this. And it's nothing fucking crazy. Like literally, it's just like normal criteria that you would want in a partner. And she's like, oh, 60, 70% is totally fine. What the fuck? Absolutely not. 60, 70%? You're settling. You are fucking settling. That is what you're doing by going on this fucking show. And so now I almost kind of get Aparna and like why she was the way she was, because I think I got mad at it because that was me. That was me seeing all of this and being like, oh my gosh, this is a reflection of like me on the show, not wanting to fucking settle. And it would be like certain things. Like she brought some guy, like one of her bio datas or datas and um, fucking data or data. Tell me what the fuck you say. I feel like I like interchange between both of them, depending on what sentence it is. Anyways, she brought this one guy, um, three matches and was like, oh, you know, each has a lot of what you're looking for, but they're all kind of missing one or two things here and there. And one of the things that this guy really wanted was children. She brought somebody to him who clearly did not want children. And she even said like, Hey, I spoke with her yesterday and this is kind of what the deal was where she didn't want children. Oh my gosh. That's a big fucking thing to skip over. Like that is your 60, 70%. Uh, no. What? And it's so weird because I look at something like that and then I look at how we approach dating and everything like that in the Western world. I obviously don't know if this is everybody everywhere, but in my case, if I looked at that and I had to settle on certain things, I'd be like, what am I doing? And I feel like my friends would be like, what are you doing? My parents would most definitely, especially my mom, full-blown Leo would be like, what the fuck are you doing? And she said it many times before with any of the other guys. So we know it would come out again. But I almost like feel bad because these are people who are obviously looking for love and, you know, trust this process and whatever else. And I'm sure it works. Like there's a lot of people who have arranged marriages. I personally do not want one, nor do I want to get anywhere near one. But they're on the show looking for love. And you can clearly see that they're just being matched up with people that they're not jiving with. And it's because they're fucking settling. And I just don't think that's fucking okay. Because why the fuck should we settle? And then you have this one girl who's divorced and like obviously went through whatever she went through. And now she's dating and she was, Auntie Simo was like, oh yeah, you know, like you can't have it all. Um, yeah, she fucking can and she will. Am I the only one who feels like that about the show? I feel like it really triggers me. Also because I just don't 
to the whole arranged marriage thing. It is not my vibe. It's not my family's vibe. Yes, I know we grew up very, very Western and whatever else you want to say about that, go the fuck ahead. But it's, it's just not it. It's just really not it. I feel like all certain ways about it. And I almost can't watch the show anymore because I'm just like, I feel bad that these people have to kind of settle in these situations and be in these things forever. Mind you, some of it, I mean, the hair thing, I get. Like, just buy him a fucking toupee or something. Um, just kidding. But it's it goes kind of back to, like, you like what you like, right? And I understand the whole, like, okay, whatever you liked before clearly wasn't working, so now you have to switch things up. Definitely get that. But at one point, or at what point do you kind of say, hey, this is like too far out and I'm kind of just not okay with it. Or do you continue because of the fucking show? Like what is going on here? I feel like I would give Auntie Seema a fucking heyday. I also don't know. I mean, if you know me, you know, I typically exclusively date white men, but I don't know how she would feel about this. I don't know how she would feel about that because I saw another question on there and it was like talking about community, which is like also another way to say cast. And from what I know, my family is, there's like a forecast system. And so my family is Brahmin, whatever that means. I personally don't even know because we probably don't live that life. And that guy, other guy was like, yeah, I eat meat and I drink and stuff. I'm like, fucking same. <laughs> so clearly do not follow any of that. Neither do my parents. Um, but I think it just kind of goes back to such an old way of doing things. Like, why is that one of the criterias for finding somebody. You know, I think at the end of the day, like we're all human, regardless of like, quote unquote, what cast we fucking came from, because it's 2023. And you love who you love. And that is okay. Um, Yeah, I, I, I don't know if I'm gonna continue watching. I think I'm on like episode three or four or something. And it just hasn't been it for me. So I feel like I'm also like in the single girl era where I'm just like, absolutely not. Like these people are settling. No, neither am I. Neither the fuck am I. Also, I'm just also not dating right now. I feel like I, I'm just having a lot of fun with life and stepping into who I am. I cannot express how much I miss this girl and how hard we just kick it. So I am just hanging out. I will keep you posted on this friends with benefits situation. Um, but that's all it is. It's friends with benefits. Kind of sneaky because I'm not going to be posting them anywhere. But I am ready for hot girl summer. I cannot wait. I feel like I didn't get to do it last year because I was in that fucking miserable relationship the year before as well because I had gotten into that miserable relationship. I'm just ready. I am so ready. Also, rule of thumb, rule of thumb, okay? If you do not lock your person in by May 1st, they are hot girl summering all summer long. Like, come back in the fall. We're not doing this in the summer. I feel like summer is the worst time to get into a relationship. If you want to hang out with somebody, go do activities, stuff like that, totally fine. But if they're not locked in on May 1st, 
you better bet your ass that girl is going feral fucking feral and that's it for today guys i will see you on the next episode she's a fucking dead one you're gonna want to tune in and i will see you soon